uh, not going to be very long. But I also have asked Hester to share something that is on her heart. And so I hope I can read everything I've written down here. Um, in John 3 verse 14, we know that Moses, he lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So that whoever looked, it was in the form of a cross, I believe. Whoever looked upon that serpent or that cross was healed. And it says, he lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Wilderness. Okay. And suddenly things just came together for me. And I thought, okay, wilderness. John the baptizer came and he said, I am a voice crying out in the wilderness and i thought what is the wilderness and the spirit dropped something in me inside of my spirit and he said well john 10 10 speaks about jesus said i have come that you might have life now before him before him the previous verse it says um the um the thief and we know the thief is the law the thief came to steal kill and destroy and really what it is is that he is saying that before him there was no message of life but he came with a message of life and what did he say now let's go back to the wilderness and the spirit dropped this in me he said the wilderness had no incorruptible seed. Lack of incorruptible seed. That's why John said, I came, I was a voice crying out in the wilderness. There was no seed. No incorruptible seed. That is the wilderness. Because when you take it to John 10, 10, Jesus said, now you can come in and you can receive, you can come in. And what is in him? The pasture. Pasture to eat for life. I have come that you might have life and life abundantly. Woo! So Jesus spoke about pastures. <laughs> he says, I come to give you life and life abundantly. So now he is the incorruptible seed. Okay, now I want to go to um, 2 Corinthians 4. And it says here, even if our gospel message is veiled. So he's saying, to some people, this gospel message is veiled. It is only veiled to those who are perishing. Why are they perishing? No knowledge. Knowledge of what? For their minds have been blinded by the God of this age, leaving them in unbelief. Now the word veiled means hindering 
being ignorant of knowledge. What knowledge? Their blindness keeps them from seeing the day spring light of the wonderful news of the glory of Jesus Christ, the divine image. So they are blinded from seeing the glory of Jesus. With other words, the full expression and the full giver, the giver of full life, life without end. Because he is the mirror and we reflect that mirror when the veil is taken away. Then he says, we don't preach ourselves. And I meditated on that. And then the spirit dropped it in me. He said, we're not preaching the visible realm. We're not preaching what we're going through. We're not preaching what we're going through. We're not preaching ourselves. But rather, the Lordship. And Lordship speaks of full authority to influence the outcome. Full authority to influence your body, to allow the glory of God. He says, we are not, we now see the glory. What is in the glory? It is life. It's the pasture. It's the abundant life that when it enters you, when it is unveiled to you, you begin to reflect the same life and glory that was upon the flesh of Jesus. We are not in unbelief because of this. We are not in unbelief. This is not veiled to us anymore. So we are not perishing. What is unveiled? It's the glory. It's the glory of life and immortality. The glory that is upon him. The exact image. The incorruptible seed. The glory that, is up, that was upon his flesh. The glory that was inside of him. The glory of the father. The glory of the life that he had before he became human. Which was incorruptible. So, we don't preach ourselves. We're not preaching what we see. We're not preaching what we experienced. We are looking at the glory. I'm talking specifically tonight to people who need the glory upon their flesh, who need healing, because I just feel, like I said, Nana, it's not veiled to us anymore. It's now unveiled. And we reflect what we see, what we can behold. And we behold the perfection of his body. Not just in our spirit, but the perfection that was upon the body of Jesus. This is now being unveiled to us. Why? So that we can get an, so that we can get an awakening of that we can step into the perfection in our bodies as well. This is now the time. That is what our righteousness is for. What is our righteousness for? It's so that the Holy Spirit can come upon and hover upon our bodies. Okay. So, 
Um, let me just see what I wrote here. Okay. We are like now, we are like, uh, verse um, 7 says, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within. And you know what the Spirit opened to me? It's not that we are, he opened another dimension to this. We are like common clay jars. But what he is saying, he says, because we are common clay jars so that the power that is seen will be of God and not seen as of ours, it's of God. I mean, not from us, but it's from God. But I saw another dimension to this. He said, what you have in common with the world is your humanity. So that, because Jesus became man so that we can relate to, wow, this is man, but he's also God. The glory was seen upon a man. And then it says, though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies. So he says you share in the death of his body, but the point is, he's trying to make a point. He says that's not where you're, where he's, he's trying to get our attention to. He says you share in the death of the body so that you're a common man like everybody else, but so that the glory, so that the world can see there's a glory upon us. He says this, this glory is that you may know him after his resurrection. So the spirit, wind, and breath, there can be no, uh, no creating, no re recreating, no new life, no newness, unless the spirit, wind, and breath of God hovers over us. And that's why I was doing that tonight, the breath, the wind. We don't understand the dimensions that it's opening in our bodies. So we need to do it more and more and more with this consciousness that where the spirit hovers it's his breath it is wind it is busy awakening us to the full glory that was even upon the flesh of jesus the glory that was in him and upon him of his father it manifested in his flesh it manifested in his flesh and became so one with his flesh that when he died, that that spirit resurrected him. 
And he says it's the same spirit that rests upon us now. If we can awaken, it's resting upon us now, upon uh, even upon our flesh. Inside, yes, but upon our flesh as well. So that if, if we face and we and sickness knocks on our door, the spirit is already hovering. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. Come on, somebody. The same spirit. Because the wind and the breath and the spirit, we are letting it hover upon us. <laughs> and it's transfiguring our body. So that if something comes knocking, called whatever, I don't want to call it names. That the spirit is already upon our flesh. It's not just inside, but it's resting upon our flesh. So it's not about the dying, but it's about the resurrecting. It's about the resurrection power. So it's like he's bringing a new dimension, like, wow, the spirit, the glory is not just inside, but it's actually oozing. It, like Ian Clayton said, he said, you know, we shed skin. He said, you are so spirit. He said that if you, sh you shed skin wherever you go, he said, you're leaving a residue of the glory and the DNA that you carry. Hmm? So he says, we are now convinced. You see, of course, faith is looking into the unseen. Okay, but you faith sometimes faith is still like you have to try and strive to see it or receive it. But he says you need to be convinced, and when you're convinced, you don't just need you don't need faith, you manifest what you're convinced of, you manifest it. How? You speak it. You speak it. You speak. You speak what you already know. Okay. We do this because we are convinced. Convinced, he says. Convinced. Esther, you must be convinced. Your day of healing. It's not was, is, is to come. It's all in one. It's done. We do this because we are convinced that ye who raised Jesus. And I don't want to say will raise because we know it happened. Who raised Jesus. He has raised us up. What does that mean? Not He didn't just raise us up into heavenly places. He raised, he was raised up in the body. So he is raised up in my body. That spirit in me is testifying to my body. That you body are his body. My blood is his blood. Sons, I've preached this and I've become convinced of this. Convinced. We need to be convinced. So 
so that you will know all things work for your enrichment. So that more of God's marvelous grace will spread to more and more people. Because they see you. What do you have in common? You're not, you're not like a common, common clay jar. Now what he's saying, he opened another dimension to me. He says, what you have in common with others is your humanity. They can see you are like them. But then they see you manifesting the glory of God because it's coming out of here. You are speaking from another realm. And then they, they realize, wow, there's something else. You are talking from another realm. So you speak from another realm. You manifest from another realm, from that realm of the unseen. And they are drawn to you because the glory of God is pouring forth out of your mouth. So he says, because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. And we know in the fullness of time, I love that term because I was meditating one day and I realized, yes, when Jesus died on the cross and he raised us up, we now have the power of the Christ in us and therefore we are not under the power or the authority of time. We now, you see what I'm saying? We're not under the authority, under the power of time, because time gives you a limit, a limited lifespan. No, 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 no. You've now come into the glory of the sun, which is the eternal realm, which doesn't run in time and cycles. Then he says, your outward man is perishing. I skip that. Um, your outward, and we always read it and we went, oh, hey, that doesn't tie in with what we are preaching on immortality, right? So I asked the spirit. I said, spirit, that, this can throw us a bit. Though our outward man is perishing. Where is that? That is somewhere. Um, oh, yeah. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16. But it's, it's in the, in the, I must read it in the, let me just get to my Bible here. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 16. So we faint not. Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And I was meditating. I said, but, and then this is how the spirit explained it to me. He said, your outward man, this body, who I am, he's not saying your, your body, the outward man, you are in contact 
you are walking in this world. You are in contact with the fallen world, with what is corruptible, with COVID, with viruses, with whatever. He said, your outward man is in contact with this stuff that is perishing. But your inward man, who is Christ, <laughs> the same spirit that, that is overcoming the outward man. That is your victory. You are living from heaven. So it doesn't matter if the outward man is in contact. Yes, because you are. Thank you, Shaman. Yes, that was what I thought of earlier on. Because you're in this world. And I'm so. Aren't you excited when God gives you another dimension? Because this scripture always like, ugh, it doesn't fit in with immortality. <laughs> Man, you just ask Yahweh. I pray Ephesians 1, 17 every day, guys. 17 to 20. Give me a spirit of revelation. Isn't it awesome? He just opens other dimensions. So the outward man is busy with this, this fallen world. But the inward man, Christ, is being renewed day by day. Okay. So now he says, um, because... I'm so excited because it, it, it's, a, it's, it's how it now flows into the next chapter. So it flows now. It flows now. Bless you, Shaman. For we are convinced. Okay. Let me just see. He says, okay, so if this body decides yeah it's it's gone it's going it doesn't matter you have a structure or a house from heaven right this is what paul is saying but now paul comes to his senses and he says but you know what uh, yeah he says we are we are groaning inside because actually we don't want to be found naked naked means do you know what naked means in the scripture go read the strongs stripped of your body Sons, we are created with this is the this is coming forth in the image of God. This this is coming forth in what he spoke in the beginning. It's like we know, we agree with that. That he created Adam to live forever. He wanted Adam to eat from the tree of life. But now he says, we actually have overcome much more than Adam. Chonas. Lots more. Much more. And he says, now you can eat from that tree of life again. So what did I say? Mind, heart needs to align. This is the path to life. We want it. Of course. We, of course. We're groaning. Our hearts. We're groaning for love. But our minds... Our minds need to be purged, purged with the word. That's why we have to preach revelation. Okay, so now he says, I am groaning inside in this physical body. 
longing to put on a new body. And I thought about it. I thought, yeah. When Jesus went up the mountain, who listened to my word from Sunday? Man, there was some stuff that came out. I was so excited. I need to listen to it myself again. Um, we, this body, this body is multi, this body is made, not only are we spirit and our spirits are multidimensional. So by virtue of us being in Christ, we can actually be anywhere in the world. We can travel in the spirit, but Jesus, when he went into the mountain, and I spoke about that from the word Sunday. It was so exciting because the cloud came on the mountain. And when Jesus went up on the mountain, which is he went, he did what he saw the father do because he was in the mountain with the father at night in Mount Olive. So he saw what his father, his father and him were intimately, um, conversing and he said what i see the father do that's what he came down into the valleys amongst the people and he released that but it was on the mountain that he was transfigured in his body and he reminded me today he said yes it was on purpose it was in my body i was transfigured so that there would come a day that people would that his sons would awaken to the fact that the glory is not just inside of you, but the glory is supposed to manifest on your flesh. You know what? We're not there yet because this thing needs to be changed. This scripture, though our outward perish, used to be such a stumbling block to me. But thank God for revelation. So he says, we, we, we are crying in here. We don't want to be stripped of our body. Go and read in Strong's. It says we don't want to be naked. It means stripped of your body. So he, so, so since uh, Garden of Eden, that groan has been in mankind. And now, sons, when I was growing up in the Baptist church, please, we didn't hear stuff like this. So listen. We didn't hear stuff like this. So listen, you were born for a time like this to carry the message of life and immortality. So while we're living in this tent, we groan, not because we want to die, but because we want our new bodies. So I spoke about Sunday and what is going, we are being transfigured and transformed in his presence, in his presence. And this is going to take, listen, like we actually have to change our lifestyles. We have to change. I, I did. I chucked my, and I'm not saying anybody, please guys, I'm not saying you must do this. You must never copy anybody. You, you just do what spirit lead you. But 
six years ago, I chucked up my TV. I said, what do I want to watch TV for? But I do know what's going on in the world because I do have YouTube. <laughs> but I don't want to, I, I just want to let, I don't want TV. It's a distraction, you know? So it's like a lifestyle needs to become the holy of holies. I know we have to work. I also have, I also have my business and my work. But, you know, something in us is expanding. The spirit is exploding. He's expanding within us. And our lifestyle must become the holy of holies. Like, like we are in the holy of holies. We do everything. But we, are, we, we do our business. We do everything. But we are continually aware that we are in the holy of holies. And we are administering our business. We are administering, uh, we, we, we are doing uh, for our family, whatever. We are administering from the holy of holies. And if we can grow in this consciousness, let me tell you, your body is busy changing. Your cells, your cells are busy changing. So, he says, we crave for that this mortal, this mortal body, thank you, Shemaine, for my um, passion translation. She gifted it to me this week. It's so awesome. We crave for all that is mortal to be swallowed up by eternal life. So I want to challenge you guys, when you read the word, as soon as, remember, when was the word written? So please, if it says, when he will appear, please, he's appeared. So read your word different. Change the, gra the grammar. Is it now the tense? Make it present or past. I'm, I know what I'm speaking about. Because the, the thing that robbed us for so many years was a futuristic gospel. Now, we are futurists. But in a different way, we are changing the outcome of tomorrow upon our nation, upon our family, and upon our bodies. Okay. And there is no empty hope for God himself is the one. Listen to this. Ooh. For God is the one. Who has prepared us for this wonderful destiny. Now you know what your destiny is. It's to become conscious. That we are in. We are in the time. Where our bodies are being transfigured. And transformed. Shemaine says, as he so we, when people look at you, they see the father. And what you manifest is the father Shaman. and that is why we are that is why they will that's what they're going to see upon us and that's why we have to be when he speaks about common clay jars well imagine you walked around like an like like some or other strange being everyone will run from you but the fact that you are have something in common with the rest you share their humanity, but when you open your mouth and you reveal the Father, they're going to stop in their tracks. 
That's why I said in my in my sermon, I said I've had people come and say, you know, Sharon, you carry the tangible presence of God. Yeah, but I've come out of his presence. I live in the Holy of Holies. That doesn't mean I'm perfect, but it, but I'm living, my consciousness is in other dimensions. Oh, yes, what I wanted to say was our spirits are multidimensional, but Philip proved to us that our bodies, because of the spirit, is also multidimensional, meaning Philip was found somewhere else in an instant. Jesus' flesh was transfigured. He, he, he rose from the dead in his flesh. He didn't go to heaven and then from there get some prophets to say, prophets, just tell them, I'm, I'm here, I've, I've been resurrected from the dead. No, 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 no. He made a public display of the principalities and powers of death by rising from the dead in his body. And I'm sorry, I'm very convinced now that the fact that we are letting the spirit, the breath, the wind hover upon us the moment anything sinister, <laughs> like sickness, disease, whatever, trauma, trouble, whatever, if it knocks, Resurrection power and resurrection power kills death dead. <laughs> you know, like they said, the doom it kills him dead. Resurrection power overcomes, overtakes whatever is out of darkness. His light shines out of darkness. So it's exciting times we're living in. This is the time we were born for and the message we carry is a message of life, not preparation for death. I love what Kirby said. He said, your righteousness is so that the spirit can come upon your flesh. Right. Amen. From another corner. Um, we read in Timothy that the gospel brought us life uh, jesus abolished death death and brought us life and immortality through the gospel so the whole gospel is about life and immortality yes so uh, my, but in my body i am still um got affirmity in my body i've still yes. got um uh, uh, I, I, I i did not overcome in my body but in my spirit I am walking with the Lord because I know that the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So I practice and live peace and joy every day because I'm clothed with Christ. And as I'm clothed with Christ, I have my, what is that clothes? Is my righteous deeds of righteousness. And that is to keep my my thought life busy with heavenly things i'm thinking on things above i'm as you said in the secret place i stay in the secret place and when i get up and i feel shoo here's a pain you know normally i say hey now you know 
But now I trained myself not to say it anymore. I do not say it anymore because then I, my aura is telling my surrounding, listen, I am suffering. And that, that is not, that is a lie. That is from my senses. And I am not living, I'm living from the unseen, not from the seen. So, um, so, but Jesus said, come to me with there is days when you get tired. There is days when you are not very well. But then Jesus said, all of you that is tired, come to me. Come to me. And he says in, 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 in Isaiah 55, incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall lift. Our problem is our soul, not our mind, um, so to speak, but our soul, because our soul is connected to our body. What do I think? As a man thinks, so easy. So I have to train my, my soul to be spiritual. I have to train my soul to be um, always on God, always um, thinking God's words i have the mind of christ so every day i remind myself i have the mind of christ i don't need to say it i know it I, it is my home i know it the words i speak is the words of christ i am an oracle of god i'm not a mere human anymore i i'm living in my spirit beyond human i'm not there anymore and uh, so in, in Revelation, it says, um, come and buy from me gold that is tried by fire. So our faith is many times tested, you see, because um, as you see, we have to be convinced. And without faith, you can never be convinced. So... You must be, and you must, but you must buy it. It costs you a price. It costs you a price. Jesus, 1 Peter 4 says, Jesus learned obedience by the sufferings. But Jesus never sinned. He was a sinless human. What was his suffering? He has to overcome his soulish realm. He has to come his own desires. He has to overcome what you what what his flesh wants. And his suffering was to say no, not my will, but my father's will. I do only as he see, I see him do it, and I only say what he says. So that was Jesus' suffering. Not Jesus never sinned. So um, I think in in this day said we have to because. When we are not, uh, and we have to see, because there is an anointing in our spirit by the Holy, uh, the Holy Spirit, um, but there's an anointing that comes on your flesh as well, that empowers you. You can feel it in your senses when the anointing is there. You feel the tingling in your, in your hands. You see, you feel, feel vibration. You feel it. That is your senses that are telling you, listen. This is God's glory that, that covered me now. And therefore, I have to, every day, when I get up, when I eat, when I do anything, that my body contradict me. 
by my belief, I have to speak to my body and say, listen, um, you are uh, perfect. You are Christ's body. You are his mind. You are his, his uh, perfect bone structure. You are his perfect blood bloodline you are his you've got his dna and your body is so wonderful he listens he listens to you and that is that, that is why we have to overcome our soulish desires to, to really um uh, you know to really overcome and live in victory because in my spirit i'm very free and and, my, and and I'm looking for the glory, and I'm I'm I know God's glory, because um, we live in the time that His, his glory um, is, is coming more and more on our lives, and but we have to we have to, to, to when we communicate with the people, we have that glory, that glory must be on our words. That glory must be in our heart. And that is why we trained our brain, we trained our mind to be subject to the spirit. We trained our mind to never, never um, do as you desire. You, you only, um, yeah. And that is the thing that, that uh, um, we have to lay aside all the weight and sin that so easily beset us. Because when you have pain, you can easily sin beset you. Easily. It's very easily. But we, we run with patience. I've learned patience. And I never, never complain to God. And say, Lord, why do you not heal me? Why, why I am still in this condition? But I know, in, and, and so the Lord gave me word in Isaiah 58. It said, suddenly your healing will spring forth. So I know suddenly there will be total, total restoration. And I keep that and I say it and I believe it. And I'm convinced of it because I know that I know the glory of the Lord is not for you and for you and for me is for me as well and i am a son of god and i want to be effective and do great exploits for him in the kingdom and his kingdom is living inside of me and his kingdom is my living place my home because i am in his his kingdom is in me and he as as as, as the uh, um Okay, but I, th I think that is that is all I want to say. You know, it is your, your because when your soul is healed, your soul is uh, subject, and your soul you have a soulish uh, wellness. Uh, you trained by your mind, not to speak fleshly things, fleshly um, desires, fleshly whatever come comes to you but you are only looking to jesus looking unto jesus many days 
I say, Lord, I've got the cross on my wall. And I said, thank you, Lord. When my husband died, I was very, I grieved. And I stood for that cross. And I said, Lord, you were the man of sorrow on the cross. Please come and comfort me, heal me. And he did. Today, I am totally, totally healed. I'm, I'm amazed that I, I'm not grieving anymore. But it is the Lord. His grace is so sufficient. His grace is so good to us. And we, we have only death is going to be swallowed up by life. But we have to live it. And we have to believe. Amen. <laughs>